Hello and welcome to The Boldness. My, my name's Phineas Meir. Tonight I am flying solo. Raphael Caleb will be back on Saturday for the special disability broadcast of The Boldness as part of 3CR's 12 Hours of Disability Day uh, broadcast on International Day of People with a Disability, which is, I should say, uh, Saturday, December the 3rd. So uh, tune in then. Um... So before we get started, I should say that the boldness is all about demanding your human rights, not just waiting for some well-meaning person to give them to you. So coming up on today's show, we are talking about well, an issue that's very uh, an issue that's rather sensitive. We're talking about women-only psych wards. So if uh, so, that might be triggering for some people. So if that triggers you, you might want to. Uh, just not listen to this show and uh, maybe uh, come come back again on on Saturday or for our show uh, later in December. Um, and uh, should also say that if you find any of any of our discussion troubling, please contact Lifeline on one one three one one three. One four, yeah, uh, that's that's a lifeline. Anyway, um, our guest, t- our guest today, and we're we're very glad she's agreed to uh, come on the line. Is is Sue <coughs> Sue Armstrong, who is a mental health advocate. Hello, Sue. Hello. Um, so, so you're you've obviously got you've got an interest in in ensuring that or trying to get uh, psych wards. F- female only, but they were they were female only. Uh, well, about f- more they were female only uh, before the nineteen sixties. Is that right? Um, until no, actually the nineteen sixties. Cunningham Dax was the psychiatrist who came into Victoria and made a lot of wonderful reforms in the mental health sector in the nineteen sixties. And up until then, you had separate uh, wards for women and men. In the 1960s, um, I actually asked Cunningham Dax why they changed to mixed-sex wards. And he said they thought that the women would civilise the blokes. As if we haven't got enough problems of our own than being told we're responsible for males' behaviour. Well, that, that, that is a, a remarkably good a remarkably good good point. So... Why? Why is it? Why is there? Why do you believe that there, there is a need for female-only psych wards? Well, look, most people, um, when they first hear about the fact that in nine, nine, um, 2017 in Victoria, Australia, that the wards are mixed sex, most people go, "You're kidding! What do you mean? Of course, it's stupid." Um. What? Why do? You- why do you think it? Why do you think it's stupid? Well, sexual assault is is uh, rife within psychiatric wards, both public and private, in Victoria. Sexual harassment, stalking, um, other forms of sexist abuse and and 
um, attitudes and behaviour. And women feel unsafe and are unsafe currently in in these wards. Why? Why is it? Why is this? Why is f- female only psych wards? Why is it important to you in particular? Well, I'm I'm a, a disability advocate. Um, I, I've been in what's called the dis- uh, psychiatric disability rights movement since about 1990, and I've had my fair share of experiences in mixed sex wards and services. And um, so just from my own personal thing, I don't want other women... We say female because we're talking about women and girls, and I don't want other women and girls to have to go through this crap. What... 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 What, what, are, some of, what are some of their experiences? Um, sexual assault, sexual harassment, um, things like... Uh, 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 very recently, we had a win, which we got uh, women's only corridors. So all the bedrooms now are segregated. Um, but it used to be, and a lot of women had terrible experiences, and it's still with them now, is they'd be put in a room that they couldn't lock next door to a bloke. And so they had intrusion into to their bedrooms and, um, uh, yeah. But uh, getting the women's corridors doesn't actually solve the problem. Because the, at the basis, it's it's basically that the psychiatric um, uh, sector in, in Victoria is one of the last bastions of overtly offensive uh, sexist behaviour and attitudes. Well, well, apart from having the apart from having the the apart from having the mixed wards, why why are they the last bastion of of uh, sexist behaviour? Um, because the sorts of conversations that go on wouldn't be tolerated elsewhere. I can give you an example. Is um, when I was in the, the wards are actually divided into high dependency and low dependency. High dependency is for acutely ill, and um, uh, and they, they still they, they still remain mixed sex. So all the problems we we're having about bedrooms and stuff before. Um, Anyway, this this fellow, uh, one one young woman, she was, you know, talking, walking around HD, talking about, you know, that she was worried she might be pregnant again and whatever. And this um, revolting man, um, and the staff did nothing about this, started to pontificate about what he thought about uh, pregnancy, uh, miscarriages, and abortion, and he used the c word. In fact, one of the staff members used the c word. And they did nothing about it, about him. So, so what is there, is there? Oh, you were t- saying before, obviously, that the, the that the profession is the la- the last bastion of um, sexist behaviour. Why 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 is it resistant to change? A uh, very good question. We've been at it a, a long time. Um, is is um, you know uh, sexist males don't want to give up their power. And and is does that does that does that therefore how does that manifest itself in a in a clinical or hospital setting? Um, by using swearing in front of ladies, to, so they're having really disgusting conversations with. Women present, um, and then then there's the actual assaults as well. What 
what can we what can we do to try to what 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 can be done apart from your tireless ad, advocacy? To, what can we do to try to change uh, or try to try to influence the the medical profession so that they are providing proper uh, or are providing um, the female the female only wards. Apart from that, there's there's been in the last couple of years movement on it's I, I um, they call it gender sensitivity training. So that's about educating staff about how they re- should respond to this sort of stuff. And do they have in, in within that training? Do, do they have do they have anyone with a, a female with lived experience of, of uh, psychiatric or mental health? Uh, uh, illness or yes they well in some cases they do how does how does that program how do you think that that program works or does it work well i i think the root cause yeah i mean it's like um with uh family violence is often people used to say oh he it's so he only did it when he got drunk but Domestic violence workers used to say to me, look, um, if you had two people, one male who believed it was okay to hit his wife and the other one did, when they got drunk, who do you think actually did the physical assault? It's about beliefs and attitudes. Um, well, yes, it is, it is about... Actually, there was something, something I did want to mention. You asked me about the medical profession. I was. Um, one of the things that's lovely about this, this project... Is it's a it's being spearheaded by myself as a disability activist and a, and a consumer or, or as a person with a lived experience, and Professor Jason Carney, who is the director of the Monash Alfred Psychiatric Research Centre, and is a specialist in um, women, all things women's mental health. She actually runs a clinic for women. And we we should we should just also mention the the, the name of the name of the project. Oh, yes, this is quite funny, actually. Um, it's called Impatient, but we spell it I-M-P-A-T-I-E-N-T because we're impatient for, <laughs> for positive and permanent change. Because one of the things that, that, that I've been doing with uh, J-Shree is uh, we've gone back and we've collected all the stuff that's been done over the last two years, a uh, couple of decades. And what happens is a report's done here, research is done there, a policy is done there, and then nothing happens. And, and I believe you you have you have a you have a, a couple of boxes at home that have uh, such have such reports and 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 the like. Well, funny you should mention that because <laughs> I was just today I was going through the boxes to sort them out. And, and it, we should also mention just at this juncture, our our guest today is. Our guest on the boldness today is Sue Armstrong, a a middle, a disability advocate. Um, and if you're finding any of these issues troubling, please uh, please ring. You can ring Lifeline on one three one three one four. Um, so, so so what what did you what did you find anything did you find anything uh, revealing in the in in uh, those boxes? Um, yes, I have actually, and um, 
Uh, one of the, th- the key things that I've found is that the UK has reinstated female-only psychiatric wards. And what is it? Is that a, only a recent? Uh, only has that only happened recently? No, no, no. It's, it, it's I can't remember the dates, but it's been there for quite a while. We, what I'm saying is, we we do have an example of, of a country that that um, um, has has gone down that track. Actually, the other thing too that, I, that I'm pleased to advise is Professor Joshi Kulkarni is now the president elect of the International uh, Women's Congress on Mental Health. Fantastic. And, and so, so... So what? what's lovely about it is, is Joshua and I talk about playing upstairs, downstairs. <laughs> she goes she goes to the high flies and I go with the grass roof. And, and uh, I'm ha- happy to be a fellow uh, fellow person on uh, in your grassroots journey to bring about change through. Um yeah. So, what? Um, so you were, you mentioned before that um, that, that nothing mu- or that, that nothing much has ch- nothing much has changed. Why? Wh- why do you? Th- why do you think that is? I think it's the usual problem that women have getting their voice heard in mixed gender um, organisations. And what's what? What can we? How can we change that? Um, I think just hammering at it and, and and you know sticking to our gun. Is is there any is is there is any change is any change occurring at the moment? Yeah, there is. I mean, I'd say you know since nineteen ninety, there's been there was nothing in nineteen ninety, and over the decades, um, you know, some things have. have um, stayed the same, some things have been achieved and sadly some things have got worse. And what's, what's, what's got, what's, uh, what's got better? Let's go well, positive. I think, I think the fact that we managed to get money to separate the bedroom corridors to male and female. you got to remember too, like I said, it's high dependency, it's all mixed gender, which is ridiculous. But in the other, in low dependency, um, you're still mixing it. You still don't have a choice because you're, you're having your, your meals with with other people. And what, what about? What and also, there's um, and, and there's in in wards. There's some you know often isolated areas like um, laundries. What and so do, does that have? Does being being in isolated areas with with men, is that that would be problematic as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. How is how? I mean, um, is there any? So is is there anything being done to 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 stop people even in low dependency um, psych wards, but being but um, being uh, mixed? Yeah, I think I believe that um, staff do. You know, if 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 women can't say, listen, there's a bloke in our area. But what they do, it depends where they are. But to get into the women's corridor, you have to have like a wristband that you you put on the lock. So female patients have one that goes that only female patients can go down the corridor. Uh, 
and is I guess that's um, I mean that's obviously some that's obviously some help. But I imagine once you once you leave the corridor, you you sort of you sort of mixed in with everyone, and 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 that's unhelpful. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's why we've we've concluded that w- what is needed is is uh, to, to keep women safe and to get their needs addressed. Um, you know, we need female only wards, and the reasons for mixing it um, are no uh, are no longer you know valid. Now, now you're you're also involved in a. F- you're also involved in a, in, a, in a film as well, so t- tell us about that. Well, look, I um, started in community... actually started in, in 3CR, actually, when I was a teenager. Um, but I got involved in um, Channel 31, and I, I always had a dream to set up a, a psychiatric... Um, a, a, an arts video production and training organisation by and for people with psych disabilities. And um, we incorporated it in uh, 2012. We're called Mix Nuts Media. (laughs) And, um, you know, I'd always been really interested in community media and thought, well, look, this is this issue. I'd like to do it as a film. So um, we we, um, uh, engaged uh, Lisa Carriage from Chocolate Scorpion to help us make um, Inpatient, which is it's the project and the film. But she she's doing all the things. And we've been systematically going through the sector to get interviews from all sorts of key stakeholders. Um, and that should be coming out in, you know, early uh, 2017. And so it's, it's about... It's, it's about in our own voice, on our own behalf, about our issues. How's it, how, how has that process been regarding... The, just getting the the um, all the stakeholders t- t- to talk because I can imagine a number of um, a number of the st- stakeholders would maybe be a bit nervous because it's um, if the if the sector doesn't want to do it then um, obviously people might be nervous to to uh, come on camera and 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 discuss it. Yeah, we we go through all of that stuff with with people. Look. Um, I've been around long enough that I know most of the people personally. Um, and we haven't had problems. No one's refused to, to do it yet. Um, but before, I mean, when I'm going back to Mixed Nuts Media, we're very clear about people thinking very carefully. Not, not only do they consent to being on video, but they have informed consent. And that means we spend a great deal of time talking with them about the positives and negatives. But sometimes it can be incredibly powerful to come out in public. Um, however, some people have gone gone to the media and have regretted it. So what we mean is um, we, we get them to sign a consent form, which incidentally is um, uh, was developed by Arts Access. Um, for people with disabilities, consent uh, form with pictures and everything, so it's as easy as possible to read. And um, we don't start filming anyone until we've got they've had plenty of time to think about it. And with with the with the particular with imp, impatient the, the film, it focuses 
not only on the on the on the clinicians, but also, um, but also that the, the um, for want of a better term, uh, ex inpatients. Yeah, yeah. And do people are people sharing? Do the, do the inpatients them or the ex inpatients? Do do they share similar? Do they share similar stories to you? Look, I've been around again since 1990, and I've spoken to hundreds of women, and especially when I tell them what I'm on about, they go, by the way, this was my experience. And are they, are the experiences, so by, obviously, you've had a lot of experience, are, are they, they common experiences among, among the women you talk to? Yes, there are, and there's also a lot of research that's been done over the years that says the same thing. So, what, what, what so is it? Also, um, is it also influencing? Uh, is it also influencing government that needs to happen? That that will happen when we're ready. What, what needs? What needs to? Happen to to make you ready. Uh, we need to edit the film. <laughs> ah, that will ex- that will explain why. So, you, what do you perceive the the film imp- impatient, which is going to come out next year twenty twenty seventeen? What what yeah. do you, what do you anticipate um, the the value of the f- film being, and, and what what's ideally what's its audience? Um, any concerned citizen. And what do you think the value of the film will be? Well, I did a talk the other day at Melbourne University um, School of Law, um, the Social um, Social Equity Institute or something. What I found is I I uh, I gave a speech, but then I ran the uh, trailer, which which is available. Um, as part of my talk. And what was really good was I didn't have to say it all myself anymore because <laughs> I'd already captured other women's voices. And I guess it's... that would be, For people who are dispassionate about it, who just come in cold, having not really thought about it, to see... to hear a speaker such as yourself but also have have a... Have a film where they can see the, its impact visu- visually as well must be a must be a very um, v- very uh, very good very good tool in order to or very powerful tool to um, yeah to, powerful is the word I was thinking of to make the yeah I, I struggle to to uh, come up with the word as well, as well. but um, yeah I imagine that, oh I think I sorry. think one thing I'd like to, to point out and this is probably true of other disabilities is often we are asked to come and do public speaking and whatever. But there's been a tendency for um, uh, people to spill their guts or feel that they have to spill their guts to be heard. And I'm not there as a show pony, you know. Is I, I will tell as much or as little of my story as I want to. And and my, my, thing, uh, my thing is it's just sufficient to say... Um, that I've had those experiences, but I don't have to give everyone the gory details. And is is that? I think uh, that's a very important point. Why? What? 
why do you why do you think why do you think that's important for people to consider? Well, because one of the things is when you um, do media, and, and I'm talking mainstream media as opposed to community media, where, where it is, it's better. But they want the tearful shot, you know. They want the the you know the the you know ins and outs of, of, of everything, and people have been caught out. Um, you know, disclosing things they'd rather not have disclosed. What? So, what? What would you say say to people who who might be in a position to share share their story with the mainstream media? What would that's, your advice be? Uh, two things is to get in touch with the Victorian Mental Illness Awareness Council. They're the peak body of people with psychiatric uh, disabilities statewide. They do. They resource consumer. We, we call ourselves consumer. Stupid name. Um, you know, is what 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 to think about before you do an interview and how to deal with difficult questions that you don't want to answer. The other one is Sane Australia, and they are the media and mental illness um, uh, organisation that does a lot of uh, uh, world breaking, um, groundbreaking work on depictions of mental illness in the media, including dramas. And actually, it's quite interesting. They, they point out that most people get their information about mental illness from dramas that's than they do from documentaries. That's interesting. Um, so we've sadly, we're sadly getting, uh, we're sadly running out of time. So if you wouldn't mind just telling us where can people, um, if people want to, Find out more more information on your campaign and and also your film. Where can they go? Uh, let me just Okay. Um, click me an email. Uh, yep. So your email is Sue. Has everyone got their pen and paper? Ready? <laughs> um. If not, we will we'll provide that as part of the podcast. So just hit I'll, us with I'll, your email. I'll say it to you. I for Igloo, M for Mary, P for Peter, A for Apple, T for Tom, I for Igloo, E for Egg, N for Nelly, T for Tom, Dot, D for Dog, O for Orange, C for Cat, O for Orange, Dot, sorry, no, at gmail.com. Fantastic. Inpatient.doco. At gmail.com. Fantastic. And we'll, we will put that up as part of our podcast in case people missed it. But, but thank you very much for your time today, Sue. We hope that uh, we see female-only psych wards very soon. And uh, good luck with the film. All right. Thanks so much. Lovely to talk to you. No problem. That was <clears throat> disability advocate Sue Armstrong, who's campaigning for... Um, who's campaigning for women only psych wards and will and has a film impatient coming out in 2017 so we'll look out for that um so just briefly uh we've we've got our disability day broadcast happening on the 3rd of December which is uh 12 hours of disability broadcast the boldness will be on from 5 till 5:30 so uh, look for that uh, also on channel 31 on on Friday at 7.30pm is a sketch comedy series that I've been involved in called What's Wrong With You? 
Um, so, so tune in for that uh, as well. Uh, so I guess all that's left to say is we're going to leave you with a track and Tamil Voices will be up next. Cheers. to end. 